teach you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera. There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pig guy? Is this what pig guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do this But I ain't spending any time on it. So the Political Action Conference returned to Australia last week for its fourth time. And just like its American counterpart, it was a big, dumb, alt-right nightmare. Lots of red hats, I'm sure. The event, which was held over two days, hosted a who's who of conservative politicians and media personalities, I would say collectively known as a fuckwit, you know, like a gaggle or a murder or a fuckwit of alt-right bags, as well as some more extreme members of the religious far right, because, you know, you've got to get the punters nice and riled up. But let's face it, put all these cunts in a room, what could possibly go wrong? So it's obviously styled after the American conference CPAC, and it calls itself a values-based non-profit organization that espouses the best of Howard, Reagan, and Thatcher, while exploring new ideas and themes for the coming generations. Gross, because they also conveniently forgot to mention QAnon, Trump, and the National Socialist Network. Oh, just just didn't mention those in the byline. So the speakers echoed language that transported Australia back to its racist colonial past. You know, the good old days when women couldn't vote. Oh, God, it felt so good. The usual fuckheads drew on conspiracy theories about, you know, kitty litter in school bathrooms. Ugh. Denounced climate change as a myth, classic, and pushed hate on their LGBT plus community, dog whistling about Jews, standard, and also called down the wrath on all us godless communist, leftist, heretic scumbags. And to be fair, it's been a long time coming. We fucking deserve it. So in only two days, CPAC Australia managed to score more own goals than the entirety of the Women's World Cup, which I looked up is eight. Um, And to be honest, this entire thing was just basically just nicking it into the goal and then claiming it as a win because that's what they do. I didn't watch it all, neither CPAC or nor the Women's World Cup. I only really watched the games we got excited about, you know, like the semi-final, the quarterfinal, where everyone was like, yeah, fuck yeah, went to the pub. But we do have someone who did, and he's back on the podcast to give us a rundown. Sam from Alt Media Watch, it is fucking great to have you back on. So how bad was this? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Joel. Good to be back. Um, yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. The event was an embarrassment for oh, yeah. conservative politics. Um, everything from shady behavior, removing controversial speakers from the lineup, uh-huh. just to sneak them back in at the last second oh, to the blanket and abhorrent racism and good. the cooker level conspiracies pushed like on that. stage. Yeah, speakers good. who we can draw a direct line to Australian neo-Nazis. Good. The hilariously unprofessional comments from the CFAC social media team. Nice. And the cow silence in the event's wake from Chairman Warren Mundine and others involved in addressing the controversies. Oh, man, his credibility is fucked. So, yeah, that is a lot to fucking cover, man. Uh, why don't we start from the beginning? So, in the lead-up to the event, there were some sort of controversial speakers announced, including One Nation leader Pauline Hanson, whose party last year was designated as a hate group by the Global Project Against Hate and Extremism, which I would imagine they see as a badge of honour because they are 
actual cunts. But the event also had a Christian nationalist theme to it, didn't it? it sort of skewed that direction. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Michelle Pierce, the CEO of the Australian Christian Lobby, which has also been designated a hate group by the Global Good. Project Against Hate and Extremism, was there nice. um, for their attacks on the LGBT plus community. They've mm-hmm. been given the tick of approval as a hate group. Um, <laughs> that's how they see it. Yeah, so co-founders of Give, Send, Go, a Christian nationalist crowdsourcing website, which yeah, also, you know, grew out of the Canadian trucker convoy, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, in recent times has drawn some criticism for allowing extremists, including some of um, some of our most popular uh, neo-Nazis in Australia, to fundraise on their platform. Oh, that's, that's fine. Look, neo-Nazis need to raise some money as well. Who's going to buy their lunch if it isn't for fellow Nazis? No, that is actually quite fucked. Um, but this is the thing that was crazy. Like, give, send, go. And this has been brought up a lot, but I think it's really important. We should, we should flesh this out. They were listed as a sponsor of the event. Um, I mean, like, you know, it doesn't, it, like, like you're saying here, it's not that hard to find out the fact that they have directly profited from neo-Nazis and the ilk, but neo-Nazis are probably the most distasteful group that they've been making money from. It's very hard to get in bed with an organization that is just like, oh yeah, cool. Look, we, we believe in freedom to the point of where neo-Nazis, look, more the merrier, right? As long as you give us 10%, right? Just, you know, that's, that's fucked up. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked. Um, I don't understand. Good. I don't understand why the co-founders were given a visa to enter Australia, let alone you know being allowed to be the sponsors of an event that's got direct links to the Liberal and National Party. Yeah, that's actually an interesting point you make because that's that gives it legitimacy, you know. Like, and it's um, yeah, there's a really interesting thing there. Fuck, what 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 are the LNP thinking? Are they actually on drugs? So you also said there were sort of last-minute lineup changes surrounding some controversial speakers, and I don't really know what happened here. I heard a few things, but I didn't track it that closely. So what the fuck actually happened there? Because it sounds like some of the guys that I heard had pulled out or were cancelled as a result of being a little bit too fucking racist, turned up and actually fucking spoke. Yeah, so essentially there were two speakers, the first being Christian nationalist Evelyn Ray, um, who's an Australian. Some people might not know her, but she was a regular on Sky News and a podcast host for Christian nationalist media website Caldron Pool. Yeah, no, I've got to to break away here and just say that Evelyn Ray is really annoying because she's really, really good looking, like traditionally good looking, but she's also terrifying and awful. So it's that Trojan horse sort of package. And Lauren Southern, which we'll talk about later, she's a similar sort of thing with this like, you know, blonde, unassuming person who'll be like, oh yeah, the whites are being replaced. And you're like, whoa, you're a Nazi? Like you expect like Tom Sewell to be a Nazi. Blair Cottrell, you're like, dude, you like you look like a Nazi before opening your mouth. But like, you know, it's so funny with these sort of like, you know, conventionally attractive people who are like, oh yeah, 1488. And you're like, oh man, I did not expect that to come out of your mouth. So yeah, she's a she's a she's fucking terrifying. She's terrifying yeah um so evelyn grew a large platform over the course of the lockdowns speaking at anti-vaccine protests in sydney um and appearing on Infowars, where she compared australian restrictions to the holocaust you know because those two things are uh, so similar. comparable yeah yeah so, yeah, similar. so similar yeah yeah, Good. Um, yeah. temporary cool. temporary health measures are kind of like you know six million plus people dying i tell you what the, the thing about the holocaust people that actually talk about a lot is the jews 
in those concentration camps actually had small duplex inner city apartments where they were given um, delivery food and had Netflix. No one ever talks about that. Yeah, yeah, the, that's that's yeah, the stuff that's, that the, the, that's how that's the, the stuff that Kamala are downplaying. You know, well, that's it. That's what that, that's why we need to get some revisionist history on this because people don't understand how easy the Holocaust was. You know, I'm sorry, that was actually really bad. I should not have said that, but I mean, comparing the fucking lockdown, so we sat home and fucking ate snacks. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So Evelyn's also good friends with um, the person you just mentioned before, Lauren, uh, the great Ozark. replacement Southern, um, <laughs> who loves to push the conspiracy that white people are victims of a cultural replacement, which uh. is part of a wider conspiracy of white genocide. Uh, so the great replacement is the conspiracy theory that inspired Brent and Tarrant to commit the horrific mass shooting in Christchurch in 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tarrant. Tarrant was also approached by the leaders of the Australian neo-Nazi group, the Lad Society, to join, but was turned down. Wow. The Lad Society were providing security for Lauren Southern's Australian tour um, and the leader, which just so happens to be the leader of the NSN, Tom Sewell, yep. who was, you know, raising money on Christian nationalist fundraising website, Give and Go. So it's all kind of... It's all kind of linked. Yeah, it is a little bit linked, isn't it? So so here you're saying that basically Tarrant was approached by the leader of the Australian neo-Nazi group Lad Society to join that group. But was Tarrant turned down by the society or did Tarrant turn down the invitation? No, so um, Thomas Sewell alleged that um, Brent and Tarrant turned them down. Interesting. So was do you think that like there's no way that he turned them down because they were too extreme, right? Um no, I think um I, I don't know why he turned them down. Don't know why, um, yeah. Maybe he thought they were too like not extreme. Yeah, but I mean he is someone that they kind of like um he's like a martyr to them now. He you is. Know? Well if you see someone on a social media platform with eighty eight, you gotta hope they were born in nineteen eighty eight. But if they have fifty one in the title, it's often referring to the amount of casualties in that shooting, which is um real fucking dark and something I don't like. So if I see someone with fifty one, uh you better be talking about Roswell motherfucker, because if you're not, go to hell. So basically give Sango the sponsor, right? But their place in all this is basically like they are like they're the crowdsourcing solution for cunts. This is the, the, the place of give and go. So GoFundMe, they have a tendency to shut down fundraisers for causes that are a bit sort of politically unpalatable. You know, like I won't go into individual circumstances, I can't be bothered looking them up, but essentially they have like a moral compass. And eventually if there's some sort of reason why there's some sort of fraud or something problematic, they tend to go, okay, cool, cool, cool. Refund everyone, call it a day, this is bad. Give and go, the reason why they exist is that they do not do this. They take their cut and anyone can fundraise on there and fundraise they do. So while freedom is great, freedom is also full of fucking landmines and it's not a great look to be associated with a firm that will take literally anyone and help them get money because, you know, neo-Nazis, they're not popular last time I checked. But, you know, this is the thing. Like if you get your brain into the right space, you can just call it a free market exercise and just go from there, which is insane. It's not. It's bad. It's objectively bad. So let's talk about Lauren Southern again. Yeah. So um, ironically, Lauren Southern was listed as a CPAC speaker in 2020, uh, but got dumped for allegedly posting photos with the Lad Society, displaying the, the popular... Uh, 4chan trolling meme of the white power okay. 
Ah, uh, yeah, the like the, the the circular hand signal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which yeah. has since been adopted as a white power, white power thing, symbol. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for her views on the Great Replacement theory, which can be traced back to anti-Semitic conspiracies from pre World War Two of a Jewish plot to destroy Europe through miscegenation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you Fun know, stuff. It's, it's sort of impossible not to make those links. Um, but when it comes yeah. down to it, the idea of being replaced um, is that. There's no frame you can put that in that's positive. It's bad. Yeah. So the conspiracy centred around a cultural attack on white people is also something that Evelyn Ray has pushed herself directly. Uh-huh. Um, that's it's, it's not really a far stretch to suggest that Evelyn also holds deeply anti-Semitic beliefs, given the fact that Twitter likes and comments allude to Jewish conspiracies to attack war criminal Ben Roberts Smith um, and to undermine white people and that high levels of support for trans people in the Jewish community is part of a rabbit hole of conspiracies surrounding the Jews. Interesting. Yeah. So she also claims that the Port Arthur Massacre, which is our... Australia's largest mass shooting was without a doubt a government psyop to ban weapons. Yeah, that's a classic. But look, there's a lot to unpack in that. And what you just said there is interesting. So the first thing that we could unpack as little or as much as you want is that Jewish conspiracies to attack war criminal Ben Roberts. Obviously, she would say war hero. That's fascinating. Is that are, are the Jews attacking Ben Robert Smith in order to undermine white people as a concept, or is it just to undermine him because of some sort of ulterior motive? Do you know what the motivation behind that is? Because that's really fucking dark. Well, the tweet was um, posted by a member of an English white nationalist party in okay. um, the UK, yep. and essentially it was saying that anti-white people were attacking Ben Robert Smith um, and the journalist who covered that story had Jewish heritage. So it was kind of so, like yeah. just an attempt to undermine um, the legitimacy of that. Drawing lines as a result of that. That's so yeah, fucking yeah. desperate. That's so goddamn yeah. pathetic. Yeah, so that's actually that, – I find that incredibly interesting um, and also really toxic and probably worth avoiding. But the other thing, of course, is Port Arthur Massacre. Um, the, the, the idea that that was designed as a, as a sort of a false flag psyop to get our weapons, it's always been something that's really pissed me off because it's got that real deep disrespect for the victims. But also the idea that basically – like. What's happened from that? I mean, like, you know, oh, so there's a government started to ban weapons. How can you stand there with a straight face and say, oh, a government started to ban weapons and since then we've had nothing but tyranny? What? When Dan Andrews locked down Victoria, were we going to go and shoot people at Spring Street? Shut the fuck up. I mean, it's so inconsequential and just utterly meaningless. But, you know, it just put out the truthers in my eyes are cunts. Uh, and I really do not like them. And I think that on several levels, they just need to shut the fuck up and just go back into their holes. Anyway, that's my little Port Arthur rant because whenever someone brings up Port Arthur truthers, I get a little, my little hairs stick on the back of my neck and I get angry. And the thing is, these people love to say this stuff in the echo chambers of their little little online followings and stuff like fuck that. Yeah. None of them would ever have the courage to address this conspiracy with a survivor or a victim's family fuck of these tragic no. events, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Good point, because that is so true. Look, well, actually, no, I would counter that with the fact that some of these people probably are narcissistic sociopaths. But those who do have the ability to empathize, you know, like on like a, a pathological level, I think you're right. They would have a lot of trouble dividing themselves from this um, this rabbit hole internet fucking dungeon that they've placed themselves into. It's, it's abhorrent stuff. It's tiring. It's tiring. But 
it's happening. And it's happening not only in the sort of darkest, deepest depths of Telegram and the internet, but on a fucking giant stage at CPAC. I, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. So Evelyn, just like the founder of Caldron Pool, Ben Davis, has appeared on um, Pseudo News website owned by Tim Wilms called The Unshackled. I fucking hate that guy. Now, Tim Wilms, just a bit of a clarification. Isn't he gay? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Bizarre. I'm pretty sure he is. And he's, and he's in with these guys. Like, how can you possibly think that these people have your back? It's a very, very strange thing. So just to give you an idea, The Unshackled has – and. This is wise wording, and I think this is something we sort of consulted on, but not calling it a Nazi outlet is being careful. But it has featured many prominent Australian neo-Nazis like Blair Cottrell, who's the UPF. I mean, they drew support from Christchurch sort of Tudor Tarrant, you know, kill 51 people and is lauded as a fucking hero. And, you know, kill 51 Muslims, mind, of course, but, you know, people. And Neil Erickson, who we all know Neil Erickson, he's a shit cunt. He was jailed for just basically attacking a church who was supportive of same-sex marriage. I mean, these people are fucking extremists and they're Nazis. And these are the kind of people that Tim Williams hangs out with. But he's also, he's a gay man. I find that so fucking bizarre. But yeah, the attack on the church with Neil um, Erickson was really vicious. And he, I mean, he deserved the jail time, right? Yeah, so... That's right. The attack on the church was actually also filmed by a friend of Evelyn Ray's. Um, her name's Dia Beltran, or AKA Claudia Benitez, um, and posted online. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've heard of her. She's properly fucking sketch character, super Nazi vibes, very, very scary. I believe she was also in legal trouble with the, the same case that Neil Erickson got put away for. Um, but I think she avoided a custodial sentence. I think she may have rolled over or she also had less of an involvement in the situation. I think she may even in this story, she sort of bailed out early and um, and sort of freaked out on it. But anyway, look, basically they got away with it as, as usual. But look, I'm just going to say these people are shit cunts. We've established that. But let's let's sort of enjoy ourselves here. You know, let's not get bogged down in, in, in too much of the details. Let's go into the idea of some rage porn because everyone loves that, right? So give me some reasons to be fucking angry at these parasites because right now I'm already fired up. Tell me why these people are fucking awful. Well, um, Evelyn Ray is one of those people who, um, you know, lords that kids need to be protected from trans people uh, and yes, from the, the, the wider LGBT plus community, which is pretty ironic because on her podcast, she has twice interviewed Moscow church pastor, Doug Wilson, who okay. wrote a letter begging for leniency for a member of his church convicted of child abuse. Okay, good. Stephen good. Sidler. Yeah, um, good. So Wilson begged leniency uh, for this guy who was then married at the church in Idaho in 2011, okay. which the Department of Corrections argued adamantly against allowing Sittler to marry because of the high level of risk he posed to any children that he might father. Oh, God. Yeah. So oh, God. Um, then in 2015, Sittler was again arrested after he failed a polygraph test during a review hearing um, because it revealed that he was sexually aroused by his own child. Mm. Jesus. child. How fucked do you have to be to... Oh, I almost feel sorry for the guy. That's so fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's fucking oh. disgusting. And I mean, prior, Doug Wilson wrote in a book um, that pedophiles deserved a death sentence. And then <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as he got the opportunity to, you know, help one, he 
lenty support to him. Amazing. And then, yeah. This is, this only, is a person- only pedophiles who are on the left, right? Yeah. 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 So this is a person that Evelyn referred to as um, a great male archetype for the next generation to follow. Which oh, my God. Is, was this after all this yeah, happened? Which is, oh, this my is, God. Yeah, it's an outrageous claim considering his views, um, not just- what he's done, but um, also on slavery, which wow. is pretty abhorrent. I mean, he wrote a book called Southern Slavery As It Was, um, okay. where he argued in favour of slavery. No. Um, referring to slavery as a relationship based on mutual affection and confidence. Wow. And described the life slaves have as a life of plenty, of simple pleasures, of food, clothes, and of good medical care. He which, thinks he's still a pet. Yeah, it's pretty fucking gross way to describe uh, shuttle slavery. What a psycho. Yeah. And she, oh, man, I, I absolutely did not know any of this. This is more of like the sort of secondary research aspect of this um, CPAC thing, but fuck, man. And so when it comes down to it, of course, they seem to always protect their own kitty fiddlers and sex traffickers, you know, Sound of Freedom, right? Like, you know, Tim Bellow yeah. is a fucking child trafficker and they're all like, you're a fucking hero, bro. He sells kids to Mormons. He's not, he's not a good guy. But this yeah. is that is really bad. That's yeah. Um, so Evelyn's, Evelyn's support of Christian white nationalist figures doesn't stop there as well. She also oh often promotes the work of a man named R.J. Rushdoony, who <laughs> okay. was an evangelical right wing Christian um, who supported segregation and often referred to as um, slavery as being benevolent. Okay. Um, well, he was also a raging Holocaust denier. Oh, good. Okay, that's great. Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. So that is a little bit worse than I expected because um, I knew she was a bit of a creep, a bit of a trad wife type, and I was also always sort of thrown off by her sort of appearance and then what she would say, and I'm like, they, these things don't line up. But I would say basically that she's just fallen on the rabbit hole so much she's just she's She's hit her head a few times on the way down because that is um, that's really intense. People enabling this kind of weird, fucked behaviour. Oh, anyway, look, yeah, yeah. She's she's a bad person, um, not just in general, but someone to have as a representative speaking for conservative values, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, after some traction with social media posts by uh, a few anti-fascists and leftists, um, she kind of disappeared from the speaking list at the last minute. Uh- um, okay, so they purged and, her off. And then we noticed a um, little warning put up in bright red on the CPAC website stating, lineup subject to change without notice. <laughs> that is classic. That is classic. And that's the thing, like, you know, okay, so the Evelyn one is actually the one that I, I heard of. There was another one that I heard of, and I want you to, to outline this in detail, but this was the big name, and I didn't actually hear of him until he was um, on the CPAC lineup and then he was taken off the CPAC lineup and I had this moment of like, oh, okay, maybe maybe you guys have sort of realised this is like a, a bridge too far. And then later I heard that he'd spoken. I'm like, huh? The fuck? I thought this guy was off. So, yeah. Yes. So, 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 so you know, reveal the curtain. Yeah, so the other speaker is from America. His name's Elijah Schaefer. Um, he was taken off the list after, again, um, some concerns were raised by people towards um, CPAC, both in the media and on um, social media, uh, due to his white supremacist and anti-Semitic views. And also the fact a fortnight prior he'd hosted an Australian neo-Nazi on his podcast, Slightly Offensive. But um, offensive. as well on that podcast post-CPAC, he kind of let slip that it was 
um, the idea to have him not on the speakers list to avoid media controversy. Uh, scrutiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he said that in his podcast, which I don't know why he's dobbed seat back in that it was meant dobbed, to be yeah. hush hush you know yeah, if that's yeah, what occurred yeah. don't say these quiet things out loud you fucking moron so for the people in australia who don't know who eliza schaefer is he was a host on the blaze which is a conservative media company owned by glenn beck which is something that sort of spawned out of the aftermath of him sort of getting the ass from fox news he was dumped off the right-wing media outlet after allegedly groping another host's breast is ill-advised and in a lawsuit directed at media was also um, accused of berating her with openly misogynistic and sexist language during an interview with oh, this guy is such a cunt neo-nazi nick fuentes who openly denies the holocaust and i mean that's probably one of his lesser problems let's face it this guy's a real cunt uh so shaver holds these sort of violent anti-lgbt anti-semitic and white nationalist views he's basically just a, a sizzler buffet of cuntiness and he openly espouses all of these charming traits that he seems to be so bizarrely shameless about on his show slightly offensive i'm I'm slightly offensive i'm being censored i'm so fucking edgy because i think the holocaust didn't happen so yeah he's not a good person in any way shape or form he's a fucking cunt he's also questioned whether those who attended the unite the right rally in charlottesville which included you know yeah, classic neo-fascist white nationalist imperial wizards of the ku klux klan david duke and uh, basically, you know, what neo-Nazis, villains or heroes? Well, I don't think you need to ask that question. Yeah, um, it's pretty fucking disgusting to ask whether they it's were heroes. Crazy. Um, we live in a fucking parallel universe right now. <laughs> but Schaefer appears to be in a downward spiral into irrelevancy because Good. he's had to run away to Australia from Good. whatever problems he was leaving in America. Um, and now he's just trying to say whatever controversial shit he can on the internet to get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, classic. We thought he got the same tra- treatment as Evelyn, um, having his name removed from the speaker's list. Uh, the only difference, he was snuck back into the um, speaking agenda at the last minute. Um, oh. So we looked on Friday uh, before and there was no no word of him being on the agenda for yep. speaking. And then yep. the Saturday morning when I had a look, he was – conveniently slotted back into the Sunday spot at 3.25 p.m. You are so funny. You're so fucking meticulous on this sort of stuff. I love that. It's really, really good. You like just fucking hit and refresh on the CPAC phase to check whether the little motherfucker comes back in. I really appreciate that diligence because I don't have it in me. It's fucking fantastic. So, look, this is the kind of sneaky shit you'll see from CPAC and these sort of concerned motherfuckers. It just... They're, like, they're both shameless, but also they've got like this tiny modicum of self-awareness where they realize what they're doing is cunty. And I find that really interesting um, in the fact that they, if they went all out and just absolutely shamelessly denied any kind of humanity, then maybe they'd sort of get away with it on a new level. But they, they do seem to have to have that loyalty to the traditional Republican slash conservative base that will look at certain things with a bit of uh, a side eye, especially those who respect the role of America in world wars and generally speaking, don't like Nazis. So look, you watched the event. I fucking didn't. And you documented some of the sort of more standout moments on Twitter, which is really good for people who don't have time for this shit. But this, 
led to, you know, these things sort of led to like, you know, widespread condemnation in the media and, and from politicians. So w- give us the highlights reel of what happened from your experience of basically broadcasting and summarizing this shit show on Twitter for those who don't have a million years to watch this nightmare and just, yeah, give us, give us the rundown. What the fuck happened? I mean, highlights are pretty, pretty we just, are also like you know sort of train wreck porn artists here because this is this is so bad it's kind of funny yeah so it, it was it was a nightmare um the event opened with chairman of cpac warren mundine oh, giving man. a speech that would stand as a precursor for the rest of the conference oh, great. uh at one mo- moment in the speech, he asked the crowd if they were racist and was met with pretty much like abject silences and like yeah. the f- a few very quiet no's that, that could be heard. Because that's a funny thing and this is a great thing about like the yes and no thing and this is like a dynamic thing. Like arguably Lydia Thorpe was kind of introduced into the paradigm, you know, when she did a press club thing and basically said yes and no are both racist. It's that funny thing of like, you know, okay, so you're in this situation here where – Racism is now being framed by this fucking referendum, but you've also got this idea if you've got a room full of people who believe that racism probably should be bad, but also are genuinely intolerant human beings, you can't ask them that question. I mean, like they're basically their brain is just like going from left, right, just punching each other in the head. So yeah, look, it's a it's a very interesting question to pose to a room like that. And look, when it comes down to it, Warren Mundine is the chairman of CPAC this year the year of the referendum where he is walking around a absolutely legitimate first nations man who is a no voter for reasons that genuinely aren't a part of the progressive no vote i don't think he's going to be the chairman of the cpac next year well i mean i wouldn't surprise me if he was conservatives love avoiding accountability um, yeah so yeah 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 fair call fair call fair call well we'll see we'll see but like it just feels like he's getting real fucking used and yeah, um, yeah. So hope the money's uh, good, Warren. Yeah, I hope it's very good. Retiring good. Um, yeah. Jacinta Price and Tony Abbott <laughs> spoke after spoke after Mundine with typical conservative speeches centered on the opposition to the Voice. Yeah. Um, the chairman of the American CPAC spoke with Amanda Stoker about the woke government in America, uh, okay. um, which is very relevant to Australian politics. Before Thanks. Barnaby Joyce took the stage and gave a speech that concerned me quite a lot about his health. Um, (laughs) With every word he said, he became redder and redder until the hue of his face was indistinguishable from the background of the red CPAC logo. And I honestly thought he was about to, like his head was about to explode. Oh, man, he's famous for it. Look, we don't know whether Barnaby Joyce is a massive pisshead or not, but his face says that he's been just pounding, pounding fat yaks all morning, not afternoon, all morning before his speech. And then his capillaries are just like, you know what? What am I meant to do? What the fuck do you think I'm meant to do? I'm just going to explode right here in front of you. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's it's just, I think and he may have a problem. The irony was he was talking about convictions and like the man is like very lacking in convictions. So. Oh, yeah. No, his, his moral fiber is uh, questionable at best, and most people are very, very fucking aware of that. So Moira Deeming, um, the uh, very controversial Victorian MP and uh, state MP, uh, ex-liberal uh, as a result of being expelled by Pseudo and blah, 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 she gave an interesting speech where she still didn't come out and condemn the Nazis that showed up in solidarity with her and her turf mates at the Let Women Speak rally. Now, this just feels like a really easy place to say, look, you know, you may have seen us 
at the rally with the Nazis. We don't like Nazis. We will never stand with them. And you get a cheer from the audience saying, yeah, Nazis are bad. And then you go, okay, you know what? Women have a right to speak and we don't need Nazis. No, no, you didn't do any of that. No, because you kind of do need Nazis because they're like your PR firm. Uh, so, yeah, I just I find that very interesting. Um, yeah, in, instead she used her speech to kind of put on some waterworks and play the victim over of the whole course. thing. Um, Classic the crocodile tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then claimed that Nazis were just a group of socialists because the term oh, national socialist off. has the word socialist in it, meaning that they are Antifa, uh, both the same, you know? Yeah, we've um we've covered this in the in the podcast. It's about as useful a take as calling the Democratic People's Republic Democratic. I mean, come on, like it's just dumb. And, and look, it really pisses off the Nazis, I think, being betrayed by Moira by that by sort of taking this grammar and calling her speech lies and saying, well, we're not fucking socialists, and that she was somehow trying to save her reputation and recover this sort of political integrity mirage she has going on. Come on, guys. Yeah, come the NSN on. were a little little bit butthurt by that betrayal. Oh, we're not Moira. socialists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alan Jones finished out that day, day oh, one, God. with a speech um, that was meant to go for 20 minutes uh, but ended up going for an hour. And oh I would assume God. it had people started looking for the tranquilizer gun to try and subdue him and drag him <laughs> yeah, off stage. Yeah, yeah. Shoot him in the neck. Did you yeah. Did you handle – did you go through the whole hour? Did you Did you live through it? Yeah, I lived through it. Um, the speech hit all the cooker high notes, communism and climate change nice. are a hoax. Nice. And that hoax is being used to indoctrinate kids in school, which nice. has caused boys to think they were girls. Nice. And now there's kitty litters in bathrooms at schools, nah, yeah, which yeah, has been proven right, yeah. a hoax, you know. Um, yeah, Babbitt also blabbed on about that as well. I mean, these people are so fucking gullible. Yeah, they're just repeating, you know, these notes that have been pushed by US members of the GOP and on yeah. podcasts like Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know, it's been debunked without a shadow of a doubt by numerous sources. Yep, yep, yep. And look, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm I'm not going to uh, go too hard on this because he's still alive, but uh, he should not be talking about bathrooms. Um, bathrooms are that sort of topic that Alan Jones just should sort of um, avoid. Um, and if you know, you know. If you know why... Alan Jones might not want to talk about public bathrooms. You'll know what I'm talking about. That's just a little bit of a hint because I don't like getting sued. But that was pretty much it for the first day, but the second day took a bit of a turn. And surprisingly, it was not Pauline Hanson who made the headlines being the racist one. It was former Labor MP term semi-journalist Gary Johns and little-known comedian Rodney Marks, who, let's face it, up this profile, it didn't help. His comments about Indigenous Australians have been labelled abhorrent and revolting by none other than Liberal MPs and the media in general, which is a much easier thing to satisfy, but also have been met with, if not silence, actual fucking solidarity from those like, well, Warren Mundine's gone silent, but the rest of CPAC seemed to be completely unapologetic. So John said Indigenous people in remote communities lived in squalor and said if they wanted a voice, they should learn English, which is a quote that he attributed to Dave Price, who is father of Senator Jacinda Price. But, I mean, does that make it more legitimate? Mate, like, how how on earth do you think that makes that a decent thing to say? So Roddy Marks, that comedian, he gave a routine at the conference as a UN diplomat. And according to his website, he has 350 different characters, 
I wonder how many of them are shit. He called traditional owners rent seekers, which is insane because most of them pay rent to people who stole their land, and violent black men, uh, which is just a shit thing to say, uh, and also referred to Indigenous leader Benelong, as you may have heard from the electorate and uh, various uh, historical references, as a woman basher, which is uh, just, it's not funny. Like, you know, anyone who knows the line between uh, humour and offense, no, no. So your tweet criticising these comments, and fair enough, I mean, fuck that were responded to by CPAC's social media team quite poorly, weren't they? Yeah, um, I think they'll be looking for a for a new social media, or well, they should be. They should they be. If they they probably were um, a fucking unpaid intern, let's face it. Yeah, so they responded to everything poorly that day. They dismissed the comments as just a comedy skit before yeah. telling people outraged by the racism to cheer up Buttercup. Mm-hmm. They responded to a tweet I made about the lack of accountability for white supremacies, white supremacist comments that day by calling me a left-wing nut job before uh-huh. posting a tweet which ironically and unnoticed by the CPAC social media team perfectly described their audience which said, hey, lefty, you don't get the joke, do you? Why? Uh-huh. Because it's aimed at humorless, miserable and guilt-ridden who channel their emotions into hate of anyone who doesn't feel the same way as you. You see, the joke's on you. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so they were really looking in the mirror at that point, weren't they? That is... That is quite fucking amazing. And this is the thing, man. Like, I fucking hate this, like, contemporary right-wing, you can't take a joke. I'm not a cancel culture guy at all, but I'm never going to be like, lol, the Holocaust. Like, I'm just not. Like, it's just not. The line's so obvious, and the lines between things that are funny and things that aren't, you can say something that is genuinely offensive, truly abhorrent, but if you don't mean it, it can be kind of okay because what you're doing is you're doing something that is resembling vaguely art. The problem is they mean it. This isn't a joke to them. They are just framing it in a humorous kind of syntax in order to get away with saying the things they fucking truly think. When you think about the situation with this social media team, basically what they've probably done is they've gone onto 4chan and said, who wants the Twitter password? You can have it this week. I mean, that's not talented or interesting or thoughtful responses, you know, and, and taking that sort of like, you know, Elon method to the, the, the tweet, like, you know, it's, it's a bad call because realistically when it comes down to these sort of things, you're an organisation and when you're being held to account like this, social media 101 is just do not respond. Yeah, they failed miserably at that. It's not, it's not an issue at all. Like, you know, just do not respond. Just leave it the fuck alone. So... The speeches from ACL and Give, Send, Go were fucking awful that day as well. Give us a rundown. Yeah, they were pretty fucking gross. Um, so CEO of the Australian Christian Lobby, Michelle Pierce, called for the inhumane of pra- inhumane practice of conversion therapy to be protected um, in opposition to New South Wales following Victoria and Western Australia in outlawing the practice, which has absolutely no basis in, sci- in science. Um, she called it a good and moral belief to suppress immoral and unwanted sexual desires in reference to same-sex attraction and trans rights calling out the government for impeding the fundamental beliefs and freedoms of Christians to force LGBT plus people to hide who they are. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was disgustingly inflammatory speech and continued 
from the transphobia from the Let Women Speak Turfs, Moira Deeming, Sal Grover and Rachel Wong, the CEO of Women's Forums Australia, who caused a bit of a moral panic around the book Welcome to Sex on 2GB with Ben Fordham, which led to the book being removed from stores after staff were abused and saw the author and her family actually receive death threats. Those threats were fucked, yeah. Yeah, so the transphobia was continued by the co-founders of Gifts and Go who distanced themselves from the criticism of hosting fundraisers for extremists like Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, Mm -hmm. Proud Boys chairman Enrique Tario, Mm -hmm. who's about to be sentenced next week for seditious conspiracy. Good. Um, And some of Australia's most prominent neo-Nazis and members of the NSN saying they wouldn't remove campaigns they disagreed with. Um, And then uh, they took some questions from the audience and one of those questions was where do they draw the line at removing campaigns, Uh, for example, terrorism, and their response to that was pretty fucking vile because they said the line in the sand they drew was any fundraising for abortion or gender affirming care to support trans people. And I went on and Googled both those things in their fundraising and ghost town. There is no, there's lots of anti-abortion fundraisers. Yep. And lots of um, anti-gender affirming care fundraisers, yep. but nothing in support. Yeah, interesting. Because I've always seen Give, Send, Go as the kind of ones who they have that free speech absolutist thing. So it's like, no, 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 we don't have a, like an ideology thing here. It is that we believe that anyone should be able to do things. And let's say, for example, if I'm a neo-Nazi and I put on a fundraiser, why would anyone support it? Because I'm a neo-Nazi, that's awful. But if people do support it, then maybe it's inherently right. And I can see that mindset, that libertarian mindset. I don't fucking agree with that. Like, it's fucking stupid. But the fact that they will do that, they will draw the line across abortion, gender-affirming care for trans people, means they do have lines and they've created them. And yeah, they exactly. choose for them not to be at Nazis. Yeah, That is I mean, so there's, fucked. There's currently active fundraisers for members of the neo-national, the neo-Nazi National Socialist Network on their website. Amazing. Just fucking cooked because I don't necessarily mind as much if there's no judgment. It's just the fact that they are okay with this. Inherently in the fact that they will draw the line at things they disagree with. They just don't disagree with this. Yeah, exactly. Mental. That's, yeah, they, they drew the line at trans and women's rights but not at neo-Nazis, and that's just fucking astounding. So the the last speech of the day that I could stomach anyway, there was a few after that, um, after all the hate being peddled, was Elijah Schaefer's. Yeah. Um, the speech contained typical alt-right 4chan dog whistles, calling out globalists, which is a code for Jews, uh-huh. communists, the attack on Western identity and how hard it is to have white skin, but also like edgy conspiracies like Obama's chef dying and yeah 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 I've heard about the chef yeah he called it a war on conservative values to strip like people of their culture and said the left wanted them against the wall which we all know what what that means, what um, means. Yeah, yeah 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 he claimed Justin Trudeau peed sitting down 
brought up Klaus Schwab making people eat bugs, 15-minute cities, yep, called on Australia to be more patriotic and oppose the means. unfettered immigration in Australia, which, which is ironic given that yeah. he just recently immigrated to Australia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We should have stopped him. We should have stopped him. Yeah, before finally ending his speech by calling on the American spirit and on the wrath of heaven and God to be poured on us communist bastards and the establishment <laughs> regimes which are destroying Australia from the inside. How dramatic. And that's where my CPAC journey ended and Good. I had to go have a long, long hot shower to wash myself <laughs> off from all the hate and desperation pouring out of my screen. Oh, man, fucking better you than me, champ. Better, better. Oh, man, I really do appreciate the sacrifices you've made in, um, in basically creating this art that we've um, we've had a chat about. And I really I do appreciate you keeping an eye on these things. As you say, Alt Media Watch, um, that's kind of what you do, right? Um, Paul Barry, I love, doesn't do this. You've got you've to do your thing. So essentially, basically, the fallout since then has been all over the media, with CPAC being slammed in multimedia outlets, which is shooting fish in a barrel, really. But I mean by the Prime Minister and leading voices, even in the both the No and the Yes campaigns of the voice. But the great thing is, is that the C- CPAC have just been silent. They just, you know, they just stood us standing there being like, we've done our thing, I guess, you know. But the embarrassing part and the most embarrassed person as well is Warren Mundine, who agreed to an interview to discuss the event before cancelling with a statement of no comment. You know, it's one of those things where basically you're okay to talk about things when you're in this sort of like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, we can have a chat about that. And then you realise you were just the face of one of the cuntiest things that's happened all year and you're like oh maybe i should fucking leave that alone but that's the thing man like you know when it comes down to it if you have to do a no comment that is the silence that is that is a lack of accountability that is a distancing from something that you have owned and this dude is getting played by an absolute like he's getting played for a fool man like yes or no the only loser from this referendum is going to be price and mundane they're going to have absolutely no credibility after this it's just going to be pathetic yeah, so by allowing racism and far-right figures who we can draw a direct line to helping Nazis, CPAC's created a space for them to see their hateful ideology. They have taken sponsorship from a group who is directly funded by Nazis and allowed that group to downplay that link and funding on yeah. their stage. Yeah. And the consequences of this are of great concern. And I think Tom Tanaki put it best in an article he penned for the Independent Australia this week, yeah, where he said, in this dusty fringe, it takes only one person to murder 51 people. Yeah. That's why we task people with never opening up the doorways to let more of them through. Yeah. And that's why anyone who spoke at CPAC 2023 should be hung out to dry, really. They took part in something that helped to legitimise a space in discourse for people espousing a very dangerous and violent ideology. Yeah, man. Well said. And uh, look, it was a good quote to pull out. Um, Go and check that out. Uh, We might put a a link to that in the show notes. But look, it just feels like the fucking beginning of the fucking end. I mean, like, you know, we'll keep an eye on this as the train wreck sort of develops. We'll vaguely try and keep this fuck's accountable. What does that even mean anymore? I mean, you know... Well, well, look, I'm going I'm to be honest. We're not going to do it. You're going to. And we appreciate the fact that you're going to do that. We love your work as an alternate media watcher. We think that the, the role you sort of appointed yourself to is a noble one and a helpful one. And we really, really hope you keep in the place. It's keep your head straight. Don't get too fucked up on this because I know uh, watching this sort of hate-fueled rhetoric has got to get you down. But like I say, look, media watch... I love Mini Watch, my favorite things in the world, but it just doesn't quite fill this spot. 
Whereas if you want to walk into that space and you want to keep an eye on these motherfuckers and you want to report on the absurd and dumb shit they come up with and why it's wrong and why it's stupid, man, um, I'm glad you're doing it because I do not have the stomach or the fucking time. So where can people find you? On Twitter, Twitch? Um, where, where are you at? Yeah, on Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube. i make some videos again soon, uh, but it's just all the same. Alt Media Watch. Alt Media Watch. Uh, Alt Media me. Watch. Sweet. And uh, look, this is uh, there's, there's reams of content that's worth getting into. And if you want to get into the weeds of the sort of historical nightmare of the, uh, the right, just scroll through that feed and you'll be well at home. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sam. I really appreciate you enduring CPAC. I had a glance at CPAC and I didn't want to go any further. And to be honest, I think I saved a lot of me on water and power for all the showers I didn't have to take. I still showered, but just not not every hour. <laughs> just selling your, dobbing on yourself there, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm doing just fine. That being said, I could do one now. Thanks for coming on, brother. No worries. See ya. Cheers. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!